0: To another episode of this podcast. I'm your host, Perry, with me this week. You know him as the Whiskey Mutant, but you might also know him as the Man, the Myth, and the Legend. It's Eric Smith. It is I, your dirty, filthy,
1: sexy co host. Hey, okay. Legendary, he- mythical. Me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Legendary <laughs> Mythical Me is another really good album <laughs> <laughs> title. I'm just pulling them out tonight. I'm pulling it out. That. I love that, man. I yeah, love it. Pull it right uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was going to be my worst segue ever, but I'm still going to say it. If you want to pull it out, go over to Patreon.com where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month. What I was going to say is if you're pulling out this podcast for the first time to listen to it, thank you so much for being here. You can subscribe if you haven't done so already. You can leave us a five-star rating and review. We'll read out all of the reviews that we get here on the podcast. Unless you don't want us to review it, you can go watch the video version of this on YouTube. It's YouTube. Is my you can check all of our apparel and merchandise out at bourbonshop.threadless.com oh my, oh I, got my. A little cho- I got a little choked up a little sad
1: a little <laughs> emotional here
0: you can follow us on social media at my bourbon pod at whiskey mutant uh, and my voice is going to do a weird thing you can also support us on patreon at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month for as little as five dollars a month whole bunch of bonus content weekly bonus content You get new stuff every single week. And you know what? If you haven't yet told your friends about this podcast, what the heck are you doing? What you doing there? Tell Tell somebody about it. Tell them. Tell your neighbor right now. They don't like listening to podcasts? They can watch the podcast. They don't like watching uh, a podcast? They can listen to the podcast.
1: They don't know what a podcast is? Tell them it's like a radio show. Tell them about it. I wanted a point, too. I'm sorry. I'm doing. I didn't, didn't know the camera. To say. Tell them about. It. Go on now. We'll be right here. Go on. Tell them. Okay, you did. I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, boy.
0: <laughs> no, I was giving him a little tickle under the chin. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> hey, I we normally it. start. What? Hello. <laughs> yeah, it's Hello. best for us to move on. We normally yeah. start an episode out with flying blind, but this week we're switching it up. We're doing poor. Nope. Sips and snacks. <laughs> we are doing sips and snacks. <laughs> and this one was provided to us by the Whiskey Mutant himself. Eric, you have provided me with half a donut and one, one ounce of whiskey. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, that's all the donut that was left other than the, my little bite I got here because they were going fast at yeah, my house. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you for
0: fighting off the vultures so Listen. I can have one.
1: When when pumpkin patch apple orchard season comes around, the hottest commodity in the Smith House is the apple cider donut. And boy do they go fast. So I had to I had to hide this one. So you've got you an apple cider donut and you got you a little whiskey there. We're gonna pair it up.
0: I've already done the over I
1: mean you've already you're already there. You've done it. Tell us tell us what you think, Perry. Chocolate. Nougat
0: Oh man Dark chocolate Actually there's like a little bit of bitterness That comes in there too Mm. Mm. That I really really like I haven't even tried the whiskey on it's own
1: Yeah try that too Try it all We do it all here Mm. Oh, Oh that's good Real, real
0: nice. That's good. Cool. I want to say this is a rye whiskey.
1: I want to say, point for you. Oh, that's good. I wish I had more, but I don't.
0: That's about all I got going for me. It's just feeling like it's a rye. It's a rye.
1: You like the pairing?
0: I love the pairing. Um it, it spices it up in a way that the app the uh, the donut on its own can't do.
1: Yeah. Well this is <clears throat> I normally don't do this. I usually okay, I gotta give you part two though. Oh, part two. Go.
0: Well I don't normally do. never mind.
1: What do you not normally do? Is
0: that R. Kelly? Or is that Nelly?
1: Part two. This is my confetti... No, is that... No, that's Usher. Ushery.
0: It's part
1: two, it's the remix. That's not what I'm talking
0: about. Remix to Ignition. That's R. Kelly.
1: Uh, I hate myself now. It's a remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh out of the kitchen. Rolling, 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 that body. That got every oh, man in your vision. Sipping <laughs> on cooking, bro. I'm like, I'm so what, what? I'm, I'm drunk. drunk. It's the freaking weekend. weekend. We Baby, we I'm about home to home have me some, some fun. Okay, we are stopped. Um... It's R. Kelly. We can't keep singing R. Kelly songs. I was gonna say we gotta stop. <laughs> um so I already I paired this on my Instagram. But I had a different snack mm. with it. Okay. This is a rare character pick from Rare Bird. Oh, it's so good, man. Um six years, four months, straight Kentucky rye whiskey. And that's it right there. I uh, focus. There you go. <laughs> I paired it with a pumpkin filled donut, um, and I tried to save that, but it was too many days in between when we would see each other. That's un- that's unfortunate. The filling, the filling was not. I didn't feel safe having you eat that, so I tried it with a little bit of donut of the apple cider kind, and I I liked it a lot. And then, like you said, it turned. It's like an apple cider donut. But then it added like vanilla and chocolate to it with a little bit of like ginger spice on top of it, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really good.
0: We also had to uh, delay recording by a day, so this is another episode that you're getting almost in real time with mm-hmm. very up to date news um, right now, baby. Yeah. So this is a this is Monday night that we're recording, and Wednesday morning that you're hearing this.
1: So, unless so you're
0: listening to it, wait.
1: Well, unless it's like future. two weeks from now. Then you're late, you bastard. Where you been? Where
0: you been? You, your mother and I have been worried sick
1: about you. Oh, me and your mother. We haven't been worried about you, boy. What? My mother? Your mother? Me and your mother? Eric, what have you been drinking recently? Um, well, this. A little <laughs> bit of this. <laughs> um, Rarebirds. Uh, Kentucky Rye. I guess this is Bardstown Bourbon Company. I think.
0: I, not, I would assume so, but I could 90,
1: be wrong. It's 95.5. I don't know any other Kentucky people doing 95.5. America. Will it, uh, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Somewhere. Um, but I have that. Um, I sent you a little sample of an ADHD whiskey pick. Mm-hmm. I drank on that a little bit. This is a... It's a Starlot bourbon whiskey finished in. Oh Lord, I'm going to fuck this up. Pinot des Charentes.
0: I don't. I <clears throat> Pinot de Charentes. I think. I think you were very close with it. <sighs> okay,
1: but look <clears throat> at the color on this thing. Like it's, oh, it's dark it's hell.
0: It's incredible, man. It's really I'm, I'm excited to get into it. I'm going to get into it here in a minute as
1: we're going through our uh, our news um, too. So I got that and then I had a little Hard cider at the uh, At the apple orchard The pumpkin picking yeah. um, From uh, one of the local hard cider places They have a little little kind of off bar At the uh, apple orchard And it was really good
0: It was really good Wise Wait wise acre?
1: Wise owl, Maybe it is owl, wise owl. It.
0: Yeah wise owl cider
1: Wise owl cider you can go really check good. out their
0: their brick and mortar location at the distillery district here in, in yeah. Lexington. If you ever nearby, let us know. We'd yeah. love to come and hang out with you. Goodfellas is over there. They have yeah. one of the best bourbon single barrel selection teams uh, in the game. Incredible. I so so uh, it's New York style pizza. Just everything about that area. Get uh, you some crank uh, and ice cream. Early, early tips and bits. Come to Lexington and go to visit the distillery district. Mm. Uh, that's where James E. Pepper is as well. Yep. Um, just v- incredible axe throwing. Space. There is axe throwing over there. If a you bar come arcade. on, if you come on the weekend as well, I uh, there is a music venue that is right across the street that you can go. I mean, and they they usually have really really good bands that uh, that come through as well. During COVID, they were doing outdoor concerts which yeah. was a lot of fun that was so much fun we'd go and uh like bring a bucket of chicken too and they would have like movies
1: every okay. now and then so it's cool fun stuff come hang out yeah. the lex 859 where are we at the 40 the 405 405 what's the 405 yeah.
0: 40, like our area or uh, zip code man.
1: Oh. Like the beginning of it. The beginning of it. Like the 859.
0: Well, that's our that's our area code.
1: Got holes there, different ones.
0: <laughs> well, I've been drinking <laughs> a few a few different things. Um I I went down to Gatlinburg. This weekend because uh, my my wife's family has an annual trip and it just so happened to fall this year on Eden's second birthday. So I went I went down on Friday and I drove back up on Saturday because I had a tour on Sunday. But that didn't stop me from making a couple little detours and bringing some stuff along the way with me. And uh, <sighs> that included and you'll see this on my Instagram at this point. Uh, smoke wagon uncut unfiltered. Uh, Turkey 101, which as I was buying that bottle, I realized I hadn't bought a bottle of it in way too long. Uh, probably about a month and a half or two at this point, which that, if you know anything about me, you know that that, <laughs> that bottle does not last very long around oh, here.
1: I can take a more, i keep on coming back to you. Hey, yeah. Uh, that's what you do. That's what I do. Yeah.
0: Uh, I also brought a Benchmark Full Along with me. Just something a little bit higher proof so I could go sleep a little bit easier. Uh, but I also grabbed a bottle in the middle of friggin nowhere, Tennessee, uh, that I gave you a sample of. I have it right here. If you wanted to pour it up. I'm going to. It's a Knob Creek pick. <laughs> Babe. From an off-the-beaten-path liquor store in Tennessee. It's
1: called Maples. That would be a good name for the liquor store. Off the beaten path.
0: Oh, that'd be a great name for it. Yeah. Or but no, a bar. It's called, but it's called Maples. Uh, barreled on January 17th, 2012, and uh, selected on November 4th, 2021. Mm. But for a little, a, a little store that <laughs> has virtually no reputation... I, I, let me say, they can pick a heck of a barrel.
1: That smells like Reese's Cup and pretzels. Chocolate and pretzels?
0: Yeah, I get a lot of cocoa on this.
1: Mm. Or cacao. Cacao? Cacao.
0: Cacao. Porto.
1: Oh, God. No. Not yet. Oh, my God. That tastes like it's 95 proof. Oh, shit. That's dangerous. Wow. Yeah. I would never think that's an Ob Creek pick. At least not a 120-proof single barrel. So I didn't didn't crack it open when I was
0: in Gatlinburg. I I opened it when I got home on Saturday night. And it just... (laughs) I was not ready for it. Like, I fully expected it to be just...
1: That, that's nice. Bland
0: and, you know, a very thin palate, but I am I am very, very impressed with this single barrel. Uh, so I, if you're ever in Tennessee and you happen across Maple's Liquor Store, uh, they've got cases left of this Knob Creek just, single barrel. Did they have anything else? Any other picks? I cannot remember
1: off the top of my head.
0: I would I would assume so, though.
1: They try to say this or did you just get it on your own no i just grabbed it it.
0: i just grabbed i i passed up and it was mostly like what i could afford at the time too thing but uh i passed up knob creek 18 uh in favor of this they had a blanton's they had i mean just a bunch of like allocated things that i just I was more interested in seeing what this because like I mean this is so much more fun to me than than having a bottle that basically anybody can get and in this case like I mean how many people do I know that are going to come across this this liquor store right so it was it just made more sense And, and and it was $50 a bottle Done it right. I, I walked out of that store with less with a bottle that cost me less than fifty five dollars. That normally anywhere else would have been about seventy. Yeah. Ridiculous, right? Yeah. I mean, I I looked at it and I said, "There's no way that I can leave without getting a bottle of this." And I mean, if I if I had been and, able to, I would have <laughs> dropped back by and gotten another and one. And by God, you walked right out with it. And I'm going to see if they can ship a... <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> another buy the case. I'm, I just might. I don't think I'm going to make that drive again. The drive was exhausting. Uh, but because I was in Gatlinburg, too, I, 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 had, I, did a, I did a moonshine tasting.
1: Oh, yeah, baby.
0: At the Sugarlands distillery. Sugarlands. And I actually tried their Roaming Man Rye for the first time. And I had, I had three different versions of it. One was unaged rye. It was at 100 proof. One was a four-year-old rye. I think it was like four-and-a-half-year-old uh, at 100 proof. And then the third one was their newest release, which was 108 proof, and it was about five-and-a-half years old. And I, I was blown away. I was blown away by a moonshine. Company out of Gatlinburg and the rye whiskey that they were putting out. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they knocked it out of the park. And I think, I think, I could be wrong, but I think you can only get it there or at, you know, one of their locations. Uh, and it's $50 for a 375. I know that sounds like a lot, but we also paid that for, you know, the wild turkey. What were they What were they called? Saffle. Yeah, the Saffle and the... Uh, I can't even remember the name of
1: it. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. I don't remember. I never get that old, other one. Old Rippy. Old Rippy. Old was Rippy, there. and then there's one more. It started with a B. Ever been to Old Forge and Pigeon Forge? I have not. It's pretty good. Yeah. They have some good cocktails and stuff. They'd, they'd make their own whiskey there. Bond and Lillard. Bond and Lillard. There we go. Bondage and Lillard. Yes. yes, yes well, batch two of Bond and Lillard was really, really good.
2: I that first
0: one was it. not great. Um, I've got some left. I'm pretty sure.
1: I think uh, I tried the first one. I never got any more, so I just kept yeah the, 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 the
0: first the first one wasn't great. Um, I mean, of course, saffle is the 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 best one out of those three. Yeah, for sure. But on its own, uh, the batch batch two of Bond and Lillard was great. I don't think I've ever had old Rippy, though. And if I have, it's been a really, really long time.
1: I had uh, Pappy Tan. <laughs> you know old Rippy? Yeah, I know. Old Rippy Van Winkle. Ah. Pappy Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know, I know, I know, man. <laughs> I know.
0: Anyway, but while I was there, uh, I also <laughs> tried this liqueur, which actually uh, pulled up as our first bit of news. <laughs> you got to try that? I got to try this while I Wait. was there. It was, it was made at the Sugarlands Distillery. Uh, the Lego My Ego Nog. I want that! liqueur. And uh, it's really good, man. I
1: want it right now. It's it's. Where's stupid. a sample
0: of it? Well, it was in my little communion cup. Can't wait to edit that out, um, <laughs> or amplify it. I want uh, the egos. But it's a it's a forty proof liqueur. I uh, it's very maple syrupy, but I'm I'm telling you, man. For what sounds like a gimmick, it was really, really good.
1: Is this going to be available anywhere else? I don't know, but I'm
0: pretty sure they can ship.
1: I want it now.
0: Uh, we'll go 50 miles within my zip code. I'll
1: drive 50 miles for Echoes in uh, liqueur form.
0: Uh, sorry, no locations
1: found. Damn it. Oh, that should be a new thing in, the, in our rating system. I drive would, 50 would, miles. Would for you it. drive 50 miles or more for this?
0: I feel like you should be able to buy this and get it shipped to you. I feel like, look, ba- we got friends down that way. Ba- we which can warehouse. Where that? Mm.
1: order it online. Uh,
0: if if we can't do that, I'm sure that we have somebody nearby that can <laughs> send us a couple bottles. Or mason jars, however you, however you want to slice it. I feel like it'd make me feel some sort of way. Oh, it'll make you feel some sort of way. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. You're making me
0: want it even more. I, I, I will, we'll, do, we'll do an episode around it if we have to.
1: We should do a whole, like, gimmicked-out liquor
0: Oh, episode. 100%. Gimmicked-out bourbon in general.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Or
0: whiskey it. or whatever you want to call it, but... Uh, they've got a recipe as well for their Ego Nog Caramel Brûlée oh, Latte. That's
1: what I'm talking about. That picture uh, right there on that. Oh, my God. They got a little egos on the side of the glass. Yeah.
0: Fuck. It does need bourbon, though.
1: I'll say oh, that. Oh, I mean, we we'd add that to it.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. A little maple. A little maple bourbon. Heck, a yeah. maple finished new that we pitch. Yeah. Can't get any more sold out. Motherfuckers.
0: I want to move on to this next one.
1: Let's move it. I like to move it, move it.
0: I'm a little unsure how I feel about this. Uh, Dr. Pepper has released a new bourbon flavored non-alcoholic
1: drink. See, that's when I you first sent this to me, I was excited Fan, because Fansville I was, Reserve, sorry. I thought it was going to be like a like ready to drink like Dr. Pepper and bourbon drink and then I saw the non-alcoholic and I was like what the fuck?
0: It's available exclusively through a sweepstake via the Pepper Perks program. (laughs) What do you have to pay to be a part of the Pepper Perks program?
1: Scan your receipts, upload them, get points, score the perks fans deserve. It's basically for somebody who drinks a lot of fucking Dr. Pepper.
0: I'm signing up right now. I just, I want to know how hard it would be for us to to get our hands.
1: It says you don't need any points to sign up for the the bourbon flavored. If you want to enter for a chance to win $10,000, you got to have 10 points. If you That's want, it? <laughs> yeah.
0: How many points do you earn with every Dr. Pepper that you buy, though? Like .05?
1: I don't know. I don't even like Dr. Pepper that much. I don't either. This is like Pepsi points. Is it There's, there's one you can get like sunglasses and stuff like that. Well, they're all get the same company, get a, aren't they? I tried to get a bomber jacket that time. And I sent all the points in, like I cut them off. That's when you had to cut them off of the the labels. And I never got anything. I'm still so you mad do, about that. You
0: do have to to buy and earn points. In order to get the Fansville Reserve.
1: I'm mad about that Pepsi Point thing, man.
0: They did that See, stupid
1: commercial where they're like, you can win a jet, and that guy really did it, and he never got one. Oh, yeah, that's right. He really got that. all the points to get a jet. Yeah. And I was just happy to get, try to get a jacket, uh, and I didn't even get that. So mad.
0: Yeah, Um. so I guess we have to buy Dr. Pepper if we want to. I
1: want to get that I this. want to compare it with and without bourbon and see how much better it is with bourbon.
0: If you're a Dr. Pepper fan. If you're a Dr. Pepper fan, get those points in. Get see them. And if, you, and, reserve. If you, and if you win and you don't want it, or if you get multis and you're feeling good, uh, nice, yeah, send us some. Send it. Pull send. Ooh. We finally, one. we finally got the release of the Arby smoked bourbon.
1: Hmm. Build as a cha- go. Ahead. I love the picture on this. Look at the smoke coming out of the rocks. Glass. Horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> Shoot, pull that up. Put that on. The I'm screen. definitely,
0: I'm definitely putting that on screen right now. It's, it's bad. It's bad looking. So they're saying that it's billed as a chance for Arby's to bring its smoked meat expertise to bourbon, which is, of course, something that we have all been dying for. Uh, Mm. This limited edition (laughs) whiskey is smoked with the same real woods, hickory, mesquite, and pecan used to smoke Arby's meats from Sadler's Smokehouse in Texas, creating Arby's signature flavor. Specifically, the chain says it's Arby Smoked Bourbon takes inspiration from their 13 hour smoked brisket sandwich and their limited time only eight hour smoked pork country style rib sandwich. Uh, it's a 90 proof bourbon.
1: I mean I haven't even I w- seen
0: is is it is it straight bourbon or is it just bourbon? It's uh it's smoked bourbon, actually. <laughs> Honestly, smoked- actually you answered my question with <laughs> with that root response. Arby's smoked bourbon is only available to residents of California, Colorado, Florida, Kentucky, okay. New Hampshire, New York, and it. Washington D.C. We made it. Screw you, Tennessee! Uh, Sixty bucks a bottle. Ooh, Oof. Oh, It's you. Look, okay. <laughs> if you are listening to this right now on the day that it comes out uh, at noon, you have the opportunity to buy it noon Eastern Time this Wednesday. This one, the day that this episode comes out, if you're listening to this in real time, (laughs) you—oh, it's got a website. You could, you could buy one. We're—I'm gonna try. I am gonna try to buy a
1: bottle of this. How many? How many? And who's gonna stop me? Not me. I want some. How many Arby's regular sized roast beef sandwich could you crush? Like just the regular regular roast beef sandwich, with Not or without double. cheese? No cheese, just straight up. Cheese makes it a little heavier. I am just saying probably, straight up. Probably five. Oh my god, I could I could crush like five or six.
0: Yeah, easily, easily.
1: Yeah. Arby sauce?
0: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent.
1: Love Arby. Arby sauce. Arby sauce. sauce is where it's at. I don't care what Arby's does. They could go away. Just give me Arby sauce. Arby sauce is delicious.
0: I have There's... been wanting to try their maybe if we if we wind up getting one of these we can pair it with the uh,
1: real country style rib sandwich. I'm down. I'm down. They have some questionable stuff, not the greatest, but I will I will I will stand by their roast beef sandwich. Yeah. I like it. Especially I could crush like five of them.
0: We're we're moving around a little bit uh, here, but Maker's Mark crushing. Speaking of crushing, crushing it for environmental benefits in unique glass upcycling initiative. So basically, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be uh, taking old bottles and upcycling them into uh, newer bottles, and just trying to reduce their carbon imprint, carbon footprint. Excuse me. Uh, to create. Uh, new bottles. What if they, they did really that? Cool.
1: What if they did that as part of their tour? They're like, instead of dipping your own bottle, you got to crush your own bottle.
0: Bring bring us your empty Maker's Mark bottle, and we will use it to create a new Maker's Mark
1: bottle. Yeah, and you get to crush the it. They yeah. have a really bad accident with that. They have to shut the whole program down.
0: Yeah, you know, like eight people
1: lose eyes. Yeah, <laughs> the glasses goes everywhere. Yeah, we didn't think this would happen. <laughs> it was supposed to be a good thing
0: paid yeah this was definitely a pete samuels idea uh it looks like most actually all of this is going to be taking place in kentucky uh different kroger wine and spirits louisville shelbyville lexington georgetown amber sales oh and a liquor barn uh two liquor barns one in louisville and one in lexington hmm. so if you are nearby uh and you don't know what to do with your maker's mark bottles what if you bring a bunch of
1: other bottles and they're like, we're not crushing them? I got those Blantons. <laughs> or, or if it turns into it where Maker's Mark people are just crushing other people's bottles. They're like, yeah. Look at this. Shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson's Ocean. Oh, boy. There's a new Aged at Sea New York edition. Aged at New York Sea? Like New Yorkers themselves, the city's water has a magical quality about it. (laughs) Inspired by legendary foods that are made tastier because of New York water, world-famous bagels, pizza, and donuts, I thought it would be interesting to experiment with it and see what effect it would have on this Kentucky-born product, says Trey Zoller from Jefferson's. Hmm. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that this wouldn't be good. I, I think that this is just... You know, continuing with the idea of the gimmick. Yes. I, this is uh, up there.
1: I mean, come on.
0: Ninety eight proof, ninety nine dollars bottle. Jesus Christ. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Here's something that we have to be on the lookout for that you and I were not anticipating at all. Uh, until this label came across the TTV, and I wanted to save it for uh, its own little segment, its own little time uh, outside of our, our TTV label discussion. Somehow we have already gotten the new label for the next Wild Turkey Master's Keep release. Oh, have we? Rum finished. Finished in Jamaican rum casks. It's going to be called voyage 10 years 106 proof uh you and i were talking about this a little bit earlier in the day do you think that this is an indication that we are going to see multiple master's keep releases per year or is this them getting ahead of the game and trying to put out or at Mm. least get the label approved (laughs) beforehand because I mean, we are just coming off of the Unforgotten it just being came not out. just announced, but released at least in, you know,
1: some markets. I don't know. I think I want to think that it's just going to still be the same, and maybe this is just an early, them getting, like you said, early, early start on it. Because I like Masters Keep being a once-a-year thing. I feel like if it's not, Masters Keep is not going to be – As special as I normally think of it if we're if we get more than one and I'm already I'm already a little a little nervous about this one because this just seems like I don't know like a rum finished I'm not the biggest rum finished okay fan I'm just nervous that it's not going to make me as happy as the other ones. I'm just nervous about it. I'm nervous. I I understand.
0: I get I'm it. Nervous. I'm I'm not as nervous as you are. Um but I I still want to know. I mean, I well, I, I think that know. you know what we what we keep kind of running into with wild turkey is the excitement of us all kind of going, "Ooh, what if?" Yeah. Like what what if they did this? What if they finished it in that? What if it was at, you know, 125 proof or or was, you know, things like that. Yeah. And so I think that for a lot of us, myself included, this scratches an itch that we definitely have. Just having to know what this is, what this could possibly look like. Right. And I I think For for me at the very least, where this kind of discrepancy is going to start becoming more obvious is what it costs. Like once we actually find out how much it is.
1: I'm assuming it's it's, gonna be the same, right? Probably two hundred.
0: Well, but I what what is the same anymore with Masters Keep?
1: Uh, I, I always it, expected the 175 to 200. I feel like it, that's what it's been the past little bit.
0: But it's increased in price. Oh, so
1: right. Over the past, what past if it's couple like of years, like 250 or something like that.
0: Or what if it's cheaper than Unforgotten? Hmm. You, you know, it's just a it, it. It's a lot of speculation right now. But I I'm excited for it. I can't wait to find out what this is going to be like. Um,
1: I'm excited and nervous. I, I, get I it. think I think I I'm totally more, get it. I'm more nervous that if we start seeing it more often and it becomes something they're pushing out even more, which not necessarily a bad thing if it's always good. But I you know, you just don't want to see it turn into like something that you're like, well, it's not like the Masters Keep that we used to have. It's you know what I mean. Like it's one of the few things that each year that. It seems like they'll be always good. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I share that sentiment because Masters Keep has changed every year. Yeah, but I am saying if it if they make more of it. Oh, sorry, I missed your. I missed that that point. If they're like, if My they're bad. if they're not like taking that full year to like think of something like new and different, like, are we just going to see kind of like something like recycled again? Like, because we got to. We gotta put out two a year or something no, like that. I don't
0: I don't think so. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I think that we we see we're gonna see one of two things happen from Wild Turkey. We're either gonna see them catch up to everybody, which I think they are they are trying very hard to do right now in terms of trying what other people have done innovatively. And seeing what happens with wild turkey products. Um, You know, whether it's finishing or doing a boo rye or, you know, things like that. Wild turkey has always been just a little bit behind other distilleries. So I think that this is just another way of them proving that they have their head in the game, but maybe not at the same pace that everybody else does. I see. I see this as a win. <laughs> I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing what this is. Um, I. I don't think. I don't think that this is going to wind up being a multi-release per year thing. I'd be really, really surprised if it did. Honestly. Um, that being said, you know, while Turkey has been able to up production over the past couple of years, so it's possible that. They could be hedging their bets a little bit and doing some experiments. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a definitive answer for this. I just
1: hope I like it. That's all I want. I just want to like it. I understand. I want to like it.
0: I want to like it, and I don't want it to be.
1: <laughs> don't want it to be really expensive. I, it's going to be about two hundred dollars, probably, at least. We are
0: continuing to see, as well, support not only for flood relief in Kentucky. This is the July flooding uh, that happened this year. Uh, But also for the horrible hurricane that passed through uh, Florida. I mean, really, up uh, through the Atlantic coast Mm -hmm. uh, just last month, Hurricane Ian. Uh, And one of those ways we are seeing is the Copperworks Kentucky Flood Relief and Copperworks Hurricane Ian Relief. This is an American single malt whiskey from Washington State. Non-age stated, 98 proof, 90 bucks a bottle. 255 bottles at the Copperworks Distillery and Tasting Room and at Copperworks Distillery, or excuse me, distilling.com.
1: I think it's awesome that that this is a Washington distillery and they're doing yeah. something to help other states. That's yeah. that's pretty awesome.
0: That was my that was my first thought as well. That it it's nice to see help coming from all across the all across the land, I guess. Yep. But I do think that this is a good reminder as well. Despite the fact that there is a a new crisis to recover from in the form of uh, of Hurricane Ian the recovery from the Kentucky flooding a
1: couple months ago.
0: That is not over.
1: No, it's still it's still it's ongoing. Th- it's still going on. Craig uh, still I mean, has to get she has to drive thirty minutes just to get her mail. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Does she have like a like the road up to her house? Yeah. Now? She can get to the house and everything like that. Okay. But there's been so many so many things destroyed. That still, like the mail, like is thirty minutes away.
0: I mean, there are still people who are being added to the death toll.
1: Yeah, they're still finding as people. well. Yeah,
0: so it's a it's an it, an ongoing thing, and uh, you know there was the Kentucky Rising concert as well last week uh, with Chris Stapleton, Dwight Yoakam, and Tyler Childers, and I mean they raised couple million dollars something like that and uh good stuff good stuff good to see people helping helping out for sure uh we're going to talk about a couple of ttb labels before we get to our interview for this episode and the review a new label from few spirits serial killer stream rye but serial killer I was wondering when your one spooky was gonna <laughs> hit, so you didn't wake everybody up. But cereal spelled like the the breakfast item,
1: dude. That label's
0: badass. I love the label. A uh, guy with a sickle, little yes. bowler hat, uh, ninety three proof, and not seeing an age statement on it as of yet. But I I really do like that that label. Sweet, Whistlepig farm stock rye bottled in. Bond. Bond. Mm, okay. I'm not sure how it can be called Bottled and Bond, because on the back label, it lists four different ages (laughs) that go into this. But all of them, I mean, they're
1: all over four years, but... Is this like is this like the Jack Daniels the Triple Mash? How it's bottled and bond? No, is because it, those I it, like. Uh, maybe man, I don't know. But also like,
0: two of the whiskeys were made in America and one of them was made in Canada. Are all are are they all separate bottled and bonds? And then you just add, put them together? I don't know. I don't think you can call a Canadian whiskey bottled and bond. No, it's and not bottled you, if, and bond.
1: It's bald and barred. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got <'em>. him. <laughs> the <got> us. <laughs> Rats off to you, Whistle well Pig. Done. You got well us. done, Whistle Pig. This is for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: 86 proof. Yeah, of shit. course it's not bottle and bond.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm That's just good. an idiot. That's good stuff. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> kind of new. I dead guy whiskey. <laughs> oh. rogue, rogue single barrel project. <laughs> Cherry uh. cask finished. An American single malt (laughs) Total age Eight years Six months Five days Finished in cherry wood Bottled to death Death has no age (laughs) Bottled and shoot myself Right in the foot (laughs)
1: Like
0: a friggin idiot
1: (laughs) Alright Matt Friggin idiot
0: (laughs) Friggin idiot
1: <sighs> oh my God! I'm crying.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I'm well, I'm I'm glad we had one big slip up this week. All right, I am uh, very excited to be able to welcome to the podcast new friend and and creator of one of my new favorite products that I have been very fortunate to try. But it was only by the by your all's grace and reaching out to us that uh, we were able to procure a bottle but this is robbie haynes uh of the 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 gold fashioned and uh robbie welcome to the show man it's good to have you here
2: hey thanks for having me man
0: looking forward to it so i i wow golly all right super professional here apparently um but i want to i want to start off just by talking about before we even get into what goes on uh behind the scenes of creating this this product uh but just Immediately, the the presentation of this bottle, and this this almost like Art Deco kind of medallion that you guys have have incorporated into it. I mean, it's so eye catching. Everything about this bottle, including the box that it comes into, uh, really does stand out. Who was your, uh, your 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 lead design, your head of design behind the creation of this packaging?
2: Um, it took a it takes an army. Um, we worked with a really brilliant cardboard engineer out of New Zealand called Matt Bogust from Think Packaging. He, um, really helped us with the box. We were trying to create like the most considered thoughtful, um, packaging experience for folks. Um, something that was, you know, just as special as what was in the bottle. And then we worked with a couple of great designers out of Chicago called Mighty Few, Adam and Ian, um, and they really um, did a fantastic job of um, kind of elevating the the graphic identity um, of of the brand to to match the product as well. So yeah. can't take personally can't take a lot of credit for it. <laughs> uh, just fortunate to have the opportunity to work with really talented people
0: Be, being a graphic designer myself. I, I always try to find, you know, the, the way to at, at least identify and celebrate those, those folks who, you know, have created the packaging for it. So uh, shout out to your team. I, I, I even, and I, I'm putting it off, even though I really want to get into it, but I, I do want to talk about the, the inception behind the gold fashioned and, and where this project kind of started uh, conceptually for, for you and your team?
2: Yeah. So, um, pre Sunday's finest, um, well, let me go back pre, pre Sunday's finest. You know, I, I started out in the hospitality world at a, at a great bar in Chicago called the Violet Hour, um, which, um, you know, is known for making, you know, world-class cocktails and, and delivering a like really high quality, Cons, you know, special consumer uh, experience for folks that come in. So I come from that world behind the bar. Um, I, after putting in, you know, a, a good number of years there, transitioned into the production side um, and launched with uh, a friend of mine, Jordan Tepper, we launched Apple liqueurs liqueurs, an, an all natural liqueur company focused on bringing kind of unique Regional ingredients um, to bartenders that they could use to make elevated riffs on classic cocktails. And um, we were really big on transparency, are really big on transparency, listing all the ingredients, really open about our production process, things like that. Our sourcing is really important. Um, and for uh, a few years, life was great. You know, we were focused on on premise bars and restaurants. and. Um, really just giving folks tools to use to get, you know, creative, uh, and then 2020 happened and the on-premise business slowed down overnight. And we had a little bit of time to kind of rethink, um, come up with some new ideas. And we saw, I think some opportunity in the ready to enjoy space, um, and thought it would be an interesting exercise to, to, you know, to tease out what it would look like if you set out with a, a really simple North Star to make the absolute best ready to enjoy cocktail possible that folks could, you know, bring into their home and uh, enjoy with their friends or families, you know. And that was kind of the impetus for the for the gold fashion. Um, we knew we wanted to do something spirit forward, um, and I've always loved the old fashioned. It's kind of you know the the people call it the first cocktail, um, but it's also a um, you know it, it allows for a little bit of creativity in in the individual components the the spirits blend and then the bitters and we thought that that would be a good um cocktail to explore and that was we set off down the the path to create the world's first quote-unquote like luxury ready to enjoy cocktail
0: i i think that you you definitely hit the nail on the head with it your 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 journey towards this, with the end of the, the 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 final product, as it were, and I I don't want to spend too much longer not sipping on it because it is sitting in front of the both of us, and I'm it's been a couple weeks since I've had any of it, <laughs> it and I I was saying too before we started recording that. Um, Everybody that's had it so far that I've shared it with, they have truly, truly enjoyed it. And uh, it's, it just goes to show that, too, I mean, as, as important as, you know, the, the whiskey that goes into it is, as far as an old fashioned is concerned, uh, the, the craft behind, you know, the, the bitters and making sure that every ingredient is top top notch, top tier, it really does matter. Uh, and so you guys had a had a very interesting selection of of bitters and and different different ingredients that, that popped into the the making of this bottle
2: yeah um, you know the bitters so I feel like the bitters were opportunity were the opportunity to give the cocktail like some unique personality and character and we again you know kind of focused on sourcing just the best inputs for this cocktail possible. We said, well, what if we try to source the world's most exquisite spices from the six inhabitable continents, which at first we were like, that's crazy. But, um, you know, we started reaching out to some folks, putting some feelers out there, and we're able to, you know, find um, some really great saffron from Brett Afghanistan, there's another Chicago-based bee corporation called Ruby Spice, that's um, you know vertically integrated. So we were um, really confident that everything was going to be ethical and 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 um, thoughtfully sourced. Um, we worked with a gentleman named Rod Marcus at Rare Tea Cellar in Chicago. He's a, like a fine spice purveyor, and he hooked us up with you know some grade A Tahitian vanilla beans that were you know 12 inches long and as fat as your finger. Um, some single origin Ecuadorian cacao, uh, Seville orange pill from actual Seville, Spain. And then we got French gentian from the French Alps. So we went all out to kind of create, you know, these really beautiful bitters. And, you know, with a cocktail this simple, every single ingredient has to be like awesome because there's nowhere to hide, there's nothing yeah. to hide behind. Yeah. Um, and that goes, you know, that has, to, we knew the bitters needed to special, be special and we knew, to, knew the vintage whiskey blend had to be like also killer on its own. Um, and so we spent a lot of time like dialing in the individual pieces of the cocktail before we could even get around to, to making the drink.
0: Right, right. And I, we'll, we'll get to the uh, the actual whiskeys that went into it in, in just a moment, but... As you said, this is a, a ready-to-pour cocktail. Everything is mixed up and, and prepared for the the consumer right in the bottle, except for one step, and that's the orange spritz, which absolutely is the perfect complement to everything else that's happening in this bottle.
2: Yeah, um, firm believer that like any great culinary experience, especially a cocktail... You know, for it to be truly special, you have to engage all the senses. And a lot of the ready-to-drink or ready-to-enjoy cocktails on the market, some of them are very cool and some of them are very fun. But we didn't see anything that really engaged folks' um, olfactory response. You know, nothing with aroma right? and we wanted this to be as good if not better than the best old-fashioned you would get at your local you know craft cocktail bar and um we were having we were sitting around a table and you know someone said is this is this it and it's like no nah. like we, it's not it until we can like figure out how to engage that that sensory experience and someone um uh one of our partners uh, Adam said kind of half jokingly, like, what if we put, you know, what if we find a way to incorporate orange zest into some sort of atomizer? And I think we kind of laughed and then stopped and were like, Oh, what if that's yeah, exactly. That might be <laughs> uh, it. <laughs> and we tapped, um, there's a company out of, um, Burlington, Vermont called Alice and the magician that specializes in aromatic zest and we reach out to them And they crafted this like beautiful orange zest out of blood orange um, and navel oranges um, that really just takes the experience over the top. It gives people something fun to engage with and um, lets them be a part of the process.
0: And it it does give you that that feeling of like I mean, despite the fact that you know you are already drinking an elevated, you know an elevated product uh you are getting that chance to add your own little (laughs) your own little touch to it for sure so so this is uh correct me if i'm wrong 15 year nine year and six year old whiskeys that went into this
2: yeah so um sourcing was you know sourcing great whiskey is is not easy and we spent a lot of time looking for the initial blend you know tasted dozens of of barrels until we found something just you know to do this and and do it well we needed something with some some meaningful age on it um there are great younger whiskeys out there but pound for pound you know in an old-fashioned gotta have something that's at least five years and so when we launched last year we were able to find some eight-year bourbon and five-year rye we took half of those barrels and set them aside and let them, you know, go another year. Um, they only got better. And then this year we were able to source some 15 year bourbon, um, to, to fold in to the, to the blend. And, um, it added, you know, the thing that only 15 year old bourbon can do. It's like this, uh, Kind of, I I describe it as stately and distinguished. I don't know if those are proper tasting notes, but um, I feel like it it comes through in the in the cocktail.
0: Was was that something that you had kind of in the back of your mind that you wanted to search out for some some older product to maybe put into the the next blend or a blend down the road for the another release?
2: Yeah, I think each year we're going to do a different spirits based blend um and yeah this year we you know there's only 3000 bottles there's only so much 15 year bourbon um and so we are we have depleted our stock and are now already searching for a compelling whiskey um that is interesting and has a story that we can use for the for next year's blend
0: what so I I of course have to ask being the the bourbon nerd anyway. Uh sure. are you able to reveal what whiskey actually went into the the blend here?
2: I like can tell you was, few, I okay. can tell you a few things. Okay. <laughs> um and all right, so the Rye the is MGP. Okay. Uh no no secret there. I think sure. the Rye is fantastic. Um and so source the five year, let it age an extra year. Um the bourbons—I cannot tell you what distillery they came from. I can tell you where that distillery is located, and um, that it is—you know—we would be proud to feature the name of the distillery if we were able to. <laughs> uh, but the 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 bourbons are coming from Bardstown, um, and you know we're really psyched to be working with them.
0: Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll let people kind of uh, make their own assumptions from there. But, uh, you know, 15-year-old bourbon, there's only a few places that might actually have some of that, especially in, uh, especially in Bardstown. But it, it, it just really does create this incredible blend that seems to, despite the fact that there all, are all of these really intricate ingredients that, that go into it, they are very well balanced by the actual base spirits that go in go into them. Were Were you intending to do a... I I mean, I guess you know. Initially last year it was uh, was a double base <laughs> for the the spirits. Yeah. Double that actually <laughs> made me maybe giggle a little bit. But um, but now you know a, a triple base. But I mean, were were you? did that happen kind of naturally or were you kind of seeking that out in the the creation process?
2: Um, two things. One, I, I love the, we call them like split base or, or mixed base cocktails. Um, Thank
0: you. It was split base that I was uh, looking for there.
2: There's some nice historical context, you know, cocktails like a Vukare, which has a base of rye and cognac. Um, uh, that cocktail, I've always found interesting because you really got like the best of both worlds, um, with those spirits. And I had experimented with making old fashions with bourbon and rye before, you know, they, you know, some people seem to prefer bourbon old fashioned. Some people like rye to me, they're very different, but there's things that are compelling about both. Um, I found like the bourbon tends to be a little smoother, a little more like baking spice, um, and then rise a little more assertive and and um, forward, uh, but you mix them together and it becomes like I feel like incredibly complex. Um, so that had always kind of been on my mind when we launched last year's blend, and then I was kind of fascinated by this concept for a little bit about like infinity whiskeys, where um, you know people are kind of continuing to. Blend Vintage is almost like a Solera system. Yeah, um, I don't know, I just, I thought it was a, a cool concept and um, we were kind of talking like, what can we do to make this year's um, Blend special? And we're like, well, what if we find like, you know, what if we add something that has like significant age to it? I think it'll bring some um, interesting character to the cocktail, bring some other notes out of the bidders um and we just said okay let's let's go for it let's see what we can find
0: (laughs) and i mean like i like i've been saying it it just worked extremely well uh when everything was all said and done i you know this we we have to talk about the fact too that you all put all this work into it. This is not a product that was kind of haphazardly thrown together. So, when you you look at the presentation, you look at what actually the final product is that that goes into the bottle and then goes into the glass. Uh, it, it does kind of warrant a semi premium price tag. So it's one hundred and fifty dollars a bottle, but yeah. I think that that one fifty goes a really really long way. For people, because this is—I mean, if if it's done right, if it's treated right, this is going to last people for a good long while.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're getting ten to twelve cocktails a bottle. Um, you know, very. The packaging is lovely. It's it's very giftable, um, yeah, and it's also something that you can show up at, you know, a friend's giving or a holiday dinner or a small gathering and pop it on the table, and you got you know, a conversation piece and something that, you know, is easy to host with that will make for a memorable night. And, (laughs) you know, you can feel, feel good about showing up with it.
0: I'd be happy if anybody showed up with, with a (laughs) bottle of this. And uh, I'm, I'm very thankful that you all uh, sent us a bottle to, to reveal, excuse me, review rather. Uh, for for the show So we're going to have a review coming up Just a little bit later uh, On this episode talking about it What is the best way for people, Robbie To to get their hands on a, a bottle of The, the Gold Fashioned
2: um, While we do work With um, some great retailers the, the easiest And most efficient way for folks to get their hands On this cocktail Is through our website Sundaysfinest.com You can order a bottle and it will show up at your doorstep, um, which is amazing to you know to think that we live in an age where that's possible, but it is, and so we're doing it.
0: I can't be mad about it, Robbie. Thank you so much for sitting down with me, man. Uh, everybody, get you a bottle of the the Gold Fashion. I' uh, worth every penny of it, I believe. But uh, we'll we'll put some links in the description for the episode as well, so people can you know check out more of your all stuff. But uh, again. Thanks, man. I appreciate you.
2: Dude, thank you for having me. A pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, Eric, I figured since we just got done, well, I just got done talking with uh, Robbie, we could spend some time reviewing the Gold Fashioned from Flea. Sunday's Finest. I yes. Um, I, th- I love this cocktail so much. And the fact that it came just ready to drink and all you had to do was spritz a little bit of orange on it. Oh yeah dude. And it comes with the orange. It comes with the orange zest, yes
1: <sighs> Oh my God. It's just so
0: sweet. It's but it's so not sweet in like a, a rich way that overpowers any of the whiskey. It's just a well-balanced sweetness. And, and I, <laughs> I sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, you go ahead. I'm still amazed by this because I, I had a little bit of it when you first got it and coming back to it, it's just so good.
0: There, there, I, I talked about this with, with Robbie, but there's just such a depth of character and complexity to it that incorporating a split base of three different whiskeys into this, it's, it's incomparable. I mean, there, there's literally no way That you could recreate this in the way that it has been made. And here's the thing. We, We talked about it, but it is $150 a bottle. It is. But Robbie brought up that that is essentially 10 to 12 cocktails that you will be able to drink over the lifetime of this bottle. Yeah. I think... With all of the research, all of the development, all of the shipping and receiving and the time spent crafting this takes and took, I think it's worth it. I mean, how often do you go to a, a, a bar or a restaurant and you get an old fashioned and it's more than twelve dollars?
1: Uh, it's. I mean, it's, it's a pretty common. A good one. It's pretty much ten to twelve dollars. I even so <clears throat> before we before I came down to record, uh, April was asking like what we were doing. I said we were reviewing that old fashioned that I brought home that you know Perry sent you a sample of, and she was going on about how much she liked it because she that's her cocktail when we go out. Mm-hmm. Her, she'll drink a lot of other stuff, but her main one is old fashions, and she said. And I told her how much it was, and she was like, "Well, that's not bad, because if when we go out, my my old fashions cost at least ten dollars." And I was like, "Yeah, you could just, you know, you could get at least what? How many old fashions out of this thing do they say? Or what would you say? Twenty? Fifteen? Twenty? More? Maybe? How much it for.
0: 2 yeah, maybe maybe like twenty-ish.
1: I mean that's crazy.
0: Yeah. No, that's a, it's that's a great deal. And it, it it's one of those things that I think was kind of born out of the ingenuity to and, and Robbie talked about this a little bit, that it was developed during the pandemic, but that thought of like, well, I can't go out. <laughs> yeah. Or here's what I would be spending if I did go out. But but like even still, this brings it to another level. No, I mean, I am am, am I wrong in saying that pre bottled or not, this is the best old fashioned we've ever had.
1: One of the best old fashions I've ever had. I, I mean, mean, I I, it's I, I can't it's definitely I, pre. I mean, there's hands down nothing I can think of that has been anything close to tasting this good that's pre-made nothing no No. and and i mean i would have to really think about an old-fashioned like in some like special something blah 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 that would be better than this this tastes like an old-fashioned but you can taste the age in it you can taste the oak it is like
0: you can taste the whiskey and I th- that, that is one of the biggest complaints that I have with, with an old-fashioned made-in-a-bar or a restaurant, that everything else overpowers mm-hmm. the whiskey unless it is made with a higher-age, higher-proof right. product. Now, this is...
1: 42.2%.
0: Thank you. Uh, so, 84.4. 84.4 proof. Yeah. So, I mean, this, and this is exactly what I want from a a bourbon cocktail too. I want it to be spirit forward. I want it to be higher proof and I want it to be accessible. I think that is really, I mean, despite the fact that I have this laundry list of things that I want from a particular bourbon cocktail, I don't think that this is inaccessible for people who don't drink bourbon or at least have little experience with it.
1: Um, Do you know what this would be awesome for is if you when you said that if you had this and you had a group of friends over that don't normally like you say drink bourbon and you gave them this and then you went into what is part of this cocktail or Mm -hmm. pre-made cocktail and then you poured them a neat pour of something to be like hey listen like now try a little bit of this because you just love this you know, aged yeah, old fashioned. And that's the thing. That's what April said when she tasted it, she was like, this tastes like we're at a bourbon tour. She said, it tastes like we're in a Rick house. She said, it's got this barrel and tobacco note in it, but I'm also still getting my old fashioned because she's not yep. wanting to crush some bourbon or anything. She wants the old fashioned, the sweeter part of it. But she said, there is, oak and tobacco in this that she doesn't normally get out of old fashions
0: now tell me this wouldn't be great if we added a little bit of smoke to it though oh my god (laughs) i would love it that's when i think that's when we would get into the territory of like i mean not even maybe the best but the best like elevated yeah cocktail the best elevated old fashioned the that we could have had uh but i i love everything about this um it's, it's kind of hard to rank something like this on our normal scale of nose, palate, finish, and price. Um, despite the fact that you can go through all of it, it's just you don't normally do that with a bourbon cocktail. Yeah, um, It does have a finish on it, though. Oh, I'll it absolutely honest. has a finish yeah. on it. Um, even Even just from a, like, if we had to add a fifth category... Uniqueness. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing. We're going, how do we evaluate this because it's something we've never evaluated before and because of its difference to everything else? Um,
1: 18 out of 20 on a cocktail scale. Yeah. That's what I'm giving it.
0: But like the price, I mean, the price, if if anything is elevating it, it's like a that makes it a five. Mm-hmm. Just on sheer value, it, how much you can actually get out of the one bottle? Yeah, uh, absolutely, one hundred percent a five.
1: Mm. And it's but, just tasty. Like it just tastes really freaking good. <laughs> this after we've already had some pregame stuff and we've had a little bit in the beginning. Going to this after we've had a few pours of whiskey is perfect. Yeah. Like, this is a great ender, too. Yeah. Like, you could be, you could start with this, too. But based on tonight, like, that's just, that's a great way to finish. Oh there, gosh, there's a, thing there's so a, good.
0: I, I have to be honest. If I can get my hands on a, on a bottle of this, like, actually buy one. Or if I see one, I am picking one up.
1: Yeah, it's about all day.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you said eighteen out of twenty on a cocktail scale. Eighteen out of twenty. I'm saying nineteen. There you go. Um, I mean, I don't know quite what would push me into the perfect twenty out of twenty category, but um, look, if we have to invent a new, you know. A, a, a new thing So that we can Throw this on our list at the end of the year You know, best cocktail that we've had Best uh, pre-made cocktail uh, I mean, this is <laughs> Easily number one Heck yeah,
1: yeah. That's the best uh, one I've had that we've tried Oh my gosh, oh, remember no. when we had those cubes
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh I forgot about those
1: <laughs> Oh god Oh demolishes the cubes I mean they're not even on the same level
0: no those those two things are not even close to being on the same playing field and like I I want to do a, a video or a live stream or something where I can com- compare different levels of old fashions like do the um, the carry-on cocktail kit do that that sugar cube do... Yeah. You know everything kind of made at home and muddled together, and then have this be like the fancy, expensive right. version of it, um, and just and just blind myself with it because you know I'd, I'd just be curious to find out what I and and you know I know what this one tastes like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's the, <laughs> I that. Know, oak. I know what this one tastes like. <laughs> I mean. You can tell that that's special, like yeah. even for a cocktail. Like you can tell, especially if you're somebody like that's probably listening to this who appreciate uh, appreciate bourbon and rye and whiskey and stuff. You're going to be able to tell that this is something special because you're going to be able to taste the age and how how much they put into this by using quality like higher aged bourbons and stuff like yeah. that.
0: Uh, I I don't know I don't really have anything else to say about it <laughs> Yeah, this <laughs> other much than left you, Yeah, other than if you see one Grab one But oh man, that, that should be your answer right there, there you, Yeah, you there see one, grab left. one
1: mm-hmm. Look at the picture Look at the video
0: mm-hmm. Ugh. I don't have any high proof hot takes this week, do you?
1: Um, uh. Honda Needs to chill <laughs> and make th- make their cars easier to work on these yeah. days. Yeah, that's that's fair. Because my knuckles and my hands are hurting really bad. But and I was only changing the battery in my wife's car. It should not be that hard to change a battery. I thought um, you
0: said you were changing the oil too.
1: I did. That's fine. It was the battery that hurt my hands the most. Yeah. Because I had to take about five things off just to get to the battery.
0: It's ridiculous.
1: It was pissing me off, pissing yep. me the hell off, Honda. So big, big Honda. If you're listening, make your cars yeah. easier to work on. I had a '91 Acura Integra that I could do everything to, and now I got a <laughs> modern day Honda. <sighs> Fucking can't even put the gas in it without something crazy having to happen. You jerks! Yeah, you filthy, no good, you dirty old Hondas. Also, you've made a pretty good car. We've not really had any issues with it. So.
0: Every go. Honda that I've had, every Honda that has been in my family, freaking drove it to the
1: ground, man.
0: Pretty much, but also within like the first hundred thousand miles, uh, the compressor has gone out on every single one of them. I I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like I mean. And this has been across many years of, of Hondas from 05 up until uh, the, the mid-teens, mid-2010s. Um, every single one of them have had the compressor go out. Uh, no idea why. Maybe it's just Honda creating parts that are, you know, going to expire at some point, what is the the, the, the term Ritter, for that? It's the
1: Ritter curse.
0: Maybe it is the Ritter curse. What What's the term for that though? Like what? Apple does that with their iPhones. It's that like they're they're supposed to expire after a certain amount of time.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I don't know good words. Oh, it's called. Um, it's called
0: planned planned obsolescence. Oh fuck! I never even heard or of that. Or inten- intentional obsolescence, or something like that. Like it, it is supposed to at some point stop working because that's how it was built. <laughs> that gotcha. that it wasn't it wasn't supposed to last forever, so that you have to move on to the the next iteration of it, or you know, get it repaired or or whatever. Yeah, but I think it's planned obsolescence. I think that that's what it is. But, Somebody you know,
1: will correct you if it's not.
0: I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. <laughs> what about tips and bits? Do and we want to start and off? Bits. By a song, apparently. Uh, do we want to start off with the thing that uh, we did homework for? Yes. This my watched podcast watched a little movie? film
1: called Terrifier. <sighs> Perry, what did you think of Terrifier?
0: I really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, I the the acting is not like out of this world amazing. I did have a little bit of an issue with some of the pacing and the, and the plot threads throughout it, but <clears throat> was there even a plot? He, I mean, essentially, essentially yes. That, you know, these people get caught in the the trap of this killer and
2: okay. others
0: others wind up being you know, roped into the web of it all.
1: Listen, don't take selfies with a killer, okay? If you see a killer clown in a pizzeria, don't take selfies with him. He's going to get pissed. He's going to saw you in half from your fajayjay down to your face. That's that's a tips and bits. Yeah, this movie's not for everybody. <laughs> no. It's very... And- yeah.
0: So when when you assigned me this homework, was it yes. because you knew that people were reacting to the second one the way that they are? Because if anybody doesn't know, the the sequel is out right now and there are reports of people like fainting and throwing up and having like nervous breakdowns in theaters yeah. watching the sequel well, to this when- movie.
1: When I suggested it, not it had just came out, the second one, so there wasn't even a lot of talk of people fainting and doing all this stuff. Yeah. It was primarily me had just recently watched it because I knew the second one was coming out. Oh, and okay. I knew in my heart, in my horror heart, that Perry had not watched something cl- probably close to this. With some of the kills, I'm like, I don't think he's watched something like this, like more of a independent style yeah. gritty just scary like uh, i mean it, at times it's just you're just worried what he's going to do next like the anticipation of how is he going to kill this person you're like oh my god like yeah you know what i mean but but i
0: i don't find it to be completely indifferent from a, a traditional slasher movie right but the only thing that is different is that this is ramped up in terms of gore and blood. Right,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like it and, just, and when when I looked
0: it up last week, the word that was was used was splatter, splatter uh-huh. horror. And I mean that that is exactly what this is. There is a lot of blood that splatters and and flies out <laughs> throughout yes. throughout the movie. But I I don't know. I don't I don't feel like this is. A horror movie that that people need to take as being so different from uh, Friday the Thirteenth or Texas Chainsaw or um, even Halloween. Like they 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 all kind of fall under that same umbrella. But I mean, if I I guess a better metaphor would be that they they meet in the middle of the Venn diagram, but they just are slightly different versions yeah. of,
1: of each other. So, um, so how do you feel about clowns? Do you think clowns are scary? Because this, for the listeners, for the watchers, <laughs> this is Art the Clown, and he's our killer. <laughs> and he is a talented man. He's talented. Oh, he's great at what he does. He's talented. I mean, he can sew. He can make wigs. He can he, become a he woman wo- He somehow. works out. He's got very strong um, legs. He can smash people's heads with his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, he can even use a gun. This motherfucker rolls up here, sawing people in half, and then he pulls out a gun. Now,
0: Now, okay, that is my one complaint with him, that he has all these tricks, and he is maniacal, and then all of a sudden, he just pulls out a gun.
1: Like he yeah, never, but he's seen- got a bag of knives and stuff and weapons. Of course, he's I gonna know. have a gun. He's gonna show off his skills. I don't know if it's and an of he can drive thing. a truck. I don't know. And he can I, pretend
0: I felt- to be a baby. I feel like the gun was a bit of a cop out. Think so because because he was so brutal up until that point, and then all of a sudden he's just got a gun
1: he's a clown though you i think that's the one weapon most clowns would have a gun uh, maybe puts holes all in that lady uh, he he really really does did, um, did you see it coming that our brave girl in the beginning would not be the brave girl in the end
0: no i didn't yeah no and, and i i think that was my biggest issue with the the plot and the pacing of it all that um Sorry, spoilers for this movie, I guess. <laughs> but it, it was the, the the main brave girl's sister winds up being the disfigured person
1: in the beginning
0: in the, in the beginning of the movie. Um, I did it was it was strange. I, I didn't it, it's not that it like I didn't like it. It just didn't feel as earned you know what i mean as it could I have love, been if, if i love how serious this got.
1: i love how serious I, this, we're is, getting into this. this
0: is how i i watch I movies know, I anymore it. Like, i it, love it. It, it
1: the fact that but, you watched a lady get sawed in half hanging upside down and that's not my, my biggest issue with the, with the yeah, movie the, it's my i love it so much i love yeah. that we're having this conversation yeah. but, and he pooped all over in the bathroom in the beginning in the pizzeria. And the <laughs> I, guy I had, totally <laughs> forgot about that, The guy, guy had that, to
0: clean it up. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about that. It, 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 which just goes to show that this movie is insane and all over the place. And, <laughs> yeah, that and pooping and all
1: over the place was the um, least crazy thing that he'd done.
0: Golly. Uh, it, it, yeah. No, I, I I, think this is what I was saying during the pregame chats to... Or maybe it was portion on the floor. I don't know. But that I... Kind of have developed this I- idea around me that because I didn't really grow up watching horror movies, I I have a very skewed view of what they are. But I mean, maybe in some ways I do, but not so much in like a oh I'm cringing because I'm so scared or like it's going to keep me up at night. Like I slept like a baby after I watched Terrifier. Like in, and, and it should have been a pretty disturbing movie, but I don't. I don't watch horror movies anymore for the purpose of being scared. Not that I ever did, but I I watch them now because I find them immensely entertaining, yeah. and I have so much fun in. in Entering into that escapism, I would say, because (laughs) I don't I don't see myself in any of the people in horror movies. And like I can kind of transpose myself into, you know, sci fi or fantasy or, you know, rom coms or whatever. And and like that's just something that I've kind of trained myself to do because that's what I've grown up watching and what I know the best But I don't find any characters within and and maybe I just haven't seen the right one that has, you know, twisted my brain in the wrong way. Uh, But I I haven't found anybody that I've been like, yeah, I relate to that character yet because they're all so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) They're all so dumb. They're just dumb people like they don't make good decisions. They are, I don't know. I just don't, I I don't, I don't have much of a connection to, to them as characters, but I, I also haven't maybe. haven't been
1: chased by a psycho clown yet to know what they're going through. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Possible. Yeah.
0: But I, I mean, like I, I had a lot of fun with it and I really want to see the second one.
1: Oh my um, God. It's two and a half hours long. I know. This one was like an hour 20. <laughs> And it's like a bajillion dollars more in budget, and it's about ten years older, almost. Yeah. So I bet it's amazing.
0: So, after I got done watching Terrifier, I felt the need or desire to watch more horror movies, and I figured I may as well watch ones that
1: you I hadn't the seen out of, most out of control before. Thing, well,
0: so I was I was still in I was in Gatlinburg as I said before on Friday night and Lucy's cousin uh, selected two movies for us to watch. The first one was the Velocipaster, which I thought was so funny. And my it, it, like, just very much in line with my sense of humor where it's just kind of like it, it honors and loves a particular thing but it's not afraid to make fun of it at the same time you know and yeah. and that's very much what the Velocipastor does uh and we also watched Llamageddon after that <laughs> oh,
1: my God. have you have you seen that one no I've seen Velocipastor I've not seen Lamageddon.
0: Llamageddon is free on Amazon Prime it is basically one camera shot movie um it is as low budget as it can get, uh, and it's a, about an alien llama that <laughs> comes down and starts terrorizing this uh, this group of uh, group of teens, and it's <laughs> it's really bad, but it is so much fun to watch. But then I got home, oh lord, and I was trying to chase that high, like that that. And good I feel like I I, f-
1: I feel like I've Corrupted you to a point to where I need to reel you back in after what you told me you watched.
0: Well, but it it it's not that I need guidance because I know where I need to go now. I think like you're going to down
1: get, a crazy hole. No,
0: Perry. I don't want to go. I don't want to go back down this hole. <laughs> Throw me the rope. Build a build a stairs. Build what uh, have you know, I created? Me, hook hook into my shoulder and pull me right up. I don't care. Um <laughs> and I really don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it but I watched The Greasy Strangler which is hands right, I'm going to give you it, I'm
1: going to give you 1 minute. I'm going to give you 1 minute to pitch The even, Greasy okay. Strangler.
0: Okay. You don't have to pitch it to me. You got to pitch it to I know, I know, I know. I know. Just right. let me know.
1: 1 minute now.
0: So it's a movie about a father and son duo who have their own walking disco tour in, I think it's Philadelphia. I also think I'm wrong about that, but they're not really functional with each other. And all of a sudden there's a woman who comes into the mix and Janet Janet becomes a, a sense of, or a source of tension between the two main characters uh we've got Big Ronnie and Big Brayden, uh father and son respectively. And uh we see a lot of very absurd humor, along with some very grotesque uh, nudity and a lot of male you genitalia. 10 um it's a very strange movie that if you like Tim and Eric, and I think you should leave, might even make you cringe a little bit. But it does remind me of Napoleon Dynamite. Perfect. <laughs> what are the chips it's made so, out of? It's so gross. What? what oh, oh, my gosh.
1: I'll give you an extra 15 seconds. And this
0: isn't even like, like trying to sell people on it. It's no. just like... There's this scene where the, the first group of, of tourists are all staying at the same motel. And there's one guy who puts a dollar into the vending machine for a bag of potato chips. And it doesn't come out. And they start going back and forth on what the potato chips are made out of. And it, it just, I, I don't even, it's not even that funny. <laughs> but... It killed me. It was so, it just, with how absurd everything around it was, that somehow felt like the most mainstream comedy <laughs> thing that went on in that movie. A lot of I, eyeball eating. I, yes. I also just, I spent a lot of the movie like, just, just cringing. Just like, just like kind of huddled. In and of myself. Because it's it's just like, it's gross. Yeah. It's I'm a lot so of dirty. grossness and, and just unclean nastiness and uh, I don't, but <laughs> it, it's like I didn't hate it, but I also really didn't
1: like it. You have no desire to watch it again.
0: No, I will never ever watch everything. that movie again. You're
1: like me, you can see everything in your head right now. I'm just thinking of it.
0: Oh, I can see literally every mm, fucking no. Anyway, don't watch the the greasiest. I do want to see a, a sticker though uh, from our friends over at the podcast and uh, BS and Bourbon Broken Thieves called
1: the the Greasy Strangler. Oh my god, we could do that. Right though, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be hysterical? that would be amazing. Yeah. So. Um, I'm gonna go back to Terrifier for a second. Check in with uh, Mikey uh, Whiskey Morgue. Yes. What did Whiskey Morgue have to say about Terrifier? Whiskey Morgue says, a nod to the 80s slasher genre. Oh, Perry. Mm-hmm. And puts hey. art up there with the best killers. The best of killers. Art is completely unpredictable. Although the kills are amazing, it's the tension building up to them that are the most creepy. Um, uh, yeah. noted, noted the iconic pizzeria scene when he pretends to be a baby toying with the Vicky who is hiding in the closet wearing Cat Lady's scalp and breasts. Yes, he cuts a person's breasts off and he wears them around. Uh, Damien Leone, I think is how you say it, he's the director and writer, started as an FX specialist and it's clear with the details in his oh, wow. kills. Whether you appreciate gore or not, he pulls off some of the most epic scenes in FX. The ending morgue scene is cool because it suggests there's something supernatural about art, I'm sure they explore this more in part two. Um, there's almost almost no plot, which oddly works because everything else was executed so well. And he paired Mike.
0: Mike, Mike you and I have very similar opinions of this yeah. movie. Then,
1: um, and he paired this with a Penelope um, Canadian uh, select. Interesting. So. Um, it's the perfect accompanying pour because they are all also a, su- a success story about talented people putting everything they have into something they believe to make it happen. So
0: nice. I also wanted go. to give it a give Morgue a minute.
1: Thanks, thanks, MORG,
0: for your whiskey MORG. I also wanted I wanted to give a shout out too um, to our our new friend uh, yeah. Ratchet Remak. Ramak, Ramak, I don't know. Um, who <laughs> sent me a message on Wednesday after I we we made our joint post about the new episode? I uh, she had no idea, but she thought that my Funko Pop was Whiskey Morgue and that yours was me. <laughs> she didn't she didn't quite understand the the <laughs> connectivity between us all um well you know
1: we're all one big happy family over here too we are but Funko pops
0: it just it made me laugh and i i had to, I had to shout her out and appreciate that for a second That's uh, Sarah, Sarah is her name. <laughs> um, but her her boyfriend is uh, friends with with Mike through social media.
2: And That's a thing. Nice. So,
0: I also just to so we can kind of bring it back around to whiskey as well. I poured some of this uh, red
1: panty. Oh, from the ADHD? ADHD. Look at it. Look at this picture.
0: One hundred four point one proof. That's just. <laughs>
1: I didn't know he had abs like that, man. He really has been working out,
0: dude. He's he's killing it. He looks great too, by yeah. the way. Look at that.
1: Yeah, Big he got that. an Ascot award on this. Did he really? I don't. I don't know. It says. Oh. Uh, God
0: bless. I can't see it. You're gonna have to put it in front of your face. I think.
1: You're you're killing it, bud. I suck right now. <laughs> there I think it's an Ascot (laughs) award for Starlight craft distillery of the year but somehow Fred got his little award onto ADHD's bottle
0: oh that's good yeah oh it's really good
1: I gotta pair that one with something I thought about candied bacon from OBC.
0: No, you know what you should do. What you should. No, sorry, sorry. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. (laughs) I'm on the. Well, it wasn't. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to be that aggressive. I'm just
1: giving you shit.
0: I was thinking actually, they're fried oysters.
1: Sound like oysters? You can have that one.
0: I'll do a takeover. You know what we should do is one day we do a like takeover for each other's Instagrams where we we post not as if we were the other person but we post oh, I something know what you're saying. Yeah. and like we do stories and everything on on each other's pages.
1: Uh, you'll probably lose a few followers if if I take over the the Tim Bip Instagram. Yeah. They'll just they'll be like, "Oh my god, this guy's ruining whiskey too. Why is he wearing that hat?" Oh, what? He's got sunglasses on? He's wearing and that the crazy hat? Where did that the hat? Hat come from? Go. Uh, is this, is this he telling North me Street? I need to... <laughs>
0: <laughs> So what's our, before we get to wrapping up, what's our homework for next week?
1: Um, oh, he didn't come prepared. Well, I thought we were going to do Strangers too. Oh yeah, we talked about it. If you don't do want to do, do that, I, I got another one.
0: No, let's do let's do. Uh, should we do just two or one and two? We can do one and two. Let's do one and two next week. All right, strangers. Yeah, um, I you know I had talked about having Emma as a part of that, but I I don't I don't know. Maybe if that's you can gonna get her to write
1: some notes down, just like the we'll we'll add them yeah. with Mike's notes. Just a little yeah. quick rundown of like her experience with it yeah i know she's very tired of talking
0: about that movie though (laughs) Mm
1: because
0: that's like her her claim to fame and and like when i brought up doing a commentary of it she was like she she's kind of like "Eh." (laughs) like she didn't she didn't think that it would be as much fun as we did
1: so well maybe we just talk about it and we tell her what we think emma I think it'd be fun if you and I recorded a commentary
0: for it at some point too.
1: Yeah, what if I showed up to Eden's birthday party wearing the that mask, dude? That was dressed like her. I,
0: I would, a... I would lose my mind. I would. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing in the world. Oh my gosh, I love that idea so much. Anyway, uh, so yeah, next week uh, if you want to watch the Strangers one and two, the second one's called Pray at Night. Yeah. Uh, which, if you're a long-term listener of the show, I very, very heavily promoted uh, "Strangers 2 <laughs> back, back within the first like six to eight months of the podcast because I was I just wanted people to go see Emma's movie. Yeah, you know, that's Barry's
1: sister-in-law. If you, nobody caught on,
0: yes, yeah, sorry, was, yeah, we. I don't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't say she's that. She's in that movie, but uh, she's one of the killers. Yeah. And she's really, really good. She's good. In it. Yeah. Uh but I think that does it for this week. Um but I, we we haven't even talked about dang it, we haven't even talked about the She Hulk finale or
1: Were, Werewolf oh, no, by Night. Been, but I feel like when we come back after spooky season. Um we we just a we, very tiny little spooky. <laughs> we gotta like break down everything that's happened. Like I've got new anime that's come out. I've I've listened to some podcasts. I got it. Like yeah, but I feel like we got to keep the horror theme going.
0: But like Werewolf by Night falls into that category.
1: True. I mean yeah, we didn't it's get it's to talk just about maybe, that.
0: Maybe maybe we should. And, and you know I I need to you know keep getting caught up on the classics. I guess, but. You know, I'll do a. Either won't talk about it, or I'll do a very quick like real good, not good, whatever. Next week, yeah. but um, maybe we can take some time next week to talk about Werewolf by Night. Yeah, which spoilers, have you watched
1: any? I loved. <laughs> I I liked it too. I yep. was I have some thoughts on it. I don't think. Yeah, so no, bad, I do, I do too. We'll, but we'll I, I, to had a, we'll I had go a, go I had a really really good time with it. Have you watched all the new Halloween movies? Have you watched any of the new Halloween? I have. Movies? I have
0: not. Oh, uh, I've okay. not. I've not seen any of them. Um, but that is um, that's the homework I'm giving myself over the next
1: couple. I was gonna of weeks. say the l- the last show we could talk about. The yeah, new Halloween. for sure, for sure. Because the new one just came out. If we get if if we have time to watch them all, or you do, I still have to watch the last one. It just came out. It's on streaming. They went straight to streaming, but it's awesome. Yeah, I've, it, uh,
0: I've, I've heard it's not great.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, probably not. It's anything like the last one. So,
0: well, I think it's time for us to wrap this up. Do you you want to take us home?
1: (laughs) You know it. Okay. Well, just do it then. Okay. (laughs) So serious. Horror <laughs> horror Perry is serious. <laughs> Golly,
0: I, I turned I turned into a movie reviewer when He's I started like, mm, talking about things. I was like,
1: mm, mm, you know, just, yeah, just call uh, me just call me Siskel or Ebert. Uh, that bag had so many weapons in it, but the choice of a revolver, and I mean, I
0: really, I really
1: just wish he hadn't used a gun.
0: That, that was my. I own. think that makes and him I, crazier. I, like, I get it. No, I, I, I get it. I know that it d- looks like he is just turning at that point because he definitely is like he started to feel more and I hate for this to be the reference but more like Dark Knight Joker at that point where know. he was starting to, to like lose control and so he after, was just after
1: that he did uh, wear somebody's hair and cut their boobs off that's that's true so that's true. if you want to wear somebody's hair go over to patreon.com
0: no, no that's a horrible
1: <laughs> what It's not how you do it. That's a good segue. Go to patreon.com slash
2: mybringpodcast.
1: We don't sell sell hair. (laughs) I mean, we could. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And at $5 a month, you get all the uncut stuff. The uncut episodes. The bonus episodes. The fun stuff that the normal listeners don't get. Sorry, normal listeners. You don't get it. But... You can support the show, help us keep the lights on, helps keep getting more new stuff for you guys. If you want to send us an email, you can send an email to thisismyyburbonshop at gmail.com. You can send us a suggestion to review. If you want to send us something, we'll tell you where to send it to. Uh, if you want to get some merch, it's bourbonshop.threadless.com or whiskymutant.shopify.com. Uh, if you want to leave a message for the barrel ring segment, 859 428 8253. We have can... a very special barrel rings coming up next oh, week. Oh, wow, I remember. Yeah um but that's where you leave us a voicemail we play it on the air and then we reply back to you and you can listen to yourself if you are if you like to hear yourself and you're that vain go ahead send us a voicemail we'll play it for you um if you want to go follow us on all social media it's at my bourbon pod you can follow perry at p Ritter 1792 and you can follow me at whiskey mutant Um, Go over to YouTube. This is my burn podcast. You can watch the video version of this. And then Perry goes live every Thursday night at eight. And then leave us a review. Five stars, one star, two stars, three stars, four stars. We don't care. We'll read them. Um, And then just tell your friends about us. Tell your grandma about us. Tell your ex-boyfriend about us. Tell your ex-girlfriend about us. As long as they're listening, we don't care. You don't have to listen together. Just because you and your ex-girlfriend are listening to the same podcast doesn't mean you listen to it at the same time. Helps us out. So just man up. Do it. Woman up. Do it.
0: And you can head to uh, the Patreon page for this is more Bourbon Podcast where uh, this week we are rating and ranking and ragging on our friends' Instagram pages.
1: Oh.
0: That's not a real thing, but do you want to do that? Um... Always? (laughs) Always? <laughs> Sometimes Is that even a
1: question? Is that even a question? Okay.
0: I think that does it for this week though.
1: Does it? Art's yeah, plans behind you. <laughs> Got him.
0: Thank you everybody for watching or listening. Or however you enjoy the podcast. Uh we'll see you next week. Five year episode or five no five year anniversary special. That's what I mean. Five-year Annie, can't believe it. Love you all so much. Thank you so much for watching, for listening, for being a part of this community, for sharing it with your friends, reviewing, doing all those good things. And I guess that I just started. See y'all next week. Until then, I'm Perry. I'm <laughs> Eric. And this is my Burton Podcast.